Always a pleasure to say good morning to former federal cabinet minister Lisa Raitt, who's with us this morning on The Morning Brief. Nice to have you. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Uh, let's start with Canadians being evacuated from uh, Gaza. We got about 85 of them out. There are 400 in total. I was wondering aloud earlier in the show if I am an uncharitable person for wondering why they're so indignant that we haven't, you know, flown in and helicoptered them out. But overwhelmingly, Lisa, I can tell you the techs agree with me, except for one person who's very mad about my expensive umbrella. <laughs> um, it's a terrible plight if you're a family uh, here in Canada worrying about loved ones being stuck in Gaza. There's no question about it. But you're you're correct. I mean, the indignation and the expectation that the Canadian government's going to be able to mobilize and do anything in a situation like this in in at all, let alone quickly, um, it's just misplaced. And it is unfortunate that that's the way it is. But I'm glad some are getting out. It's a negotiation at the border. And I think that for me, the story is the fact that Canada is so low on the priority list of who's getting out because it is a negotiation at the border and you are released in accordance to geopolitical issues. And we're one of the last ones to get out. Okay. Is that because we're seen as being hard line on the Palestinian no. Authority or what? No, I think it's because we don't matter Okay. in the world stage. I think they want to make sure they get U.S. citizens out first. They want to make sure they get U.K. citizens out first because you don't want to make them angry. And, you know, one last note on this in talking about people who go to zones that could be trouble. You know, I, I donated to a charity that built a school that is named after my mother in Mali, West Africa. And I want to go there, but there's no freaking way I'm going because Mali is one of the more unstable countries in West Africa right now. So, you know, I would never go there and then say, hey, you government, you got to get me out. Yeah. And that's the other thing, right? Global Affairs Canada puts out these warnings saying, be careful going to these places. Be careful going to these countries. Now, it is true that, you know, uh, an advisor to Biden did say no more than two months ago that the Middle East has been as quiet as it's seen in 20 years. Um, but all that could change instantaneously. And boy, did it ever. Yeah. Well, clearly Israeli intelligence had the same information. Toronto yeah. City Council begins a three day meeting today. They're going to be debating transit and housing. As I was noting, um, these are wonderful plans and they would all be delightful, but none of them are funded. So exactly what my my gut reaction was. They're going to go in. They're going to talk about all of these nice to haves which are probably need-to-haves, but maybe what they should focus out is how do we pay for this? Um, because there's, I don't know where else uh, they're going to get the money from. The federal government is tapped out. They don't have any money. They're at a borrowing wall. And it's going to be evidenced when Christia Freeland comes out with her fall economic update, just how, how bad it is for us in Canada in terms of how much money we have to share with municipalities or share with other provinces or transfer or invest. It, uh, the, you, know, you always got to pay the piper. Well, the piper's here, and it's time to pay for, for what we've been doing on spending for the last 10 years. Okay, now, you're a former federal cabinet minister, but you are currently in the financial industry. Curious about your thoughts on how the Canada Revenue uh, Agency is increasing the penalty rate on overdue taxes to 10%. It's been around five, I think, and certainly I know because I've been whacked with it. Yeah, me, me too. Um, there was a, to be truthful, um, when Bruce was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, one of the things that I found out when I was cleaning up all the, all the financial stuff is he hadn't paid his taxes in two years. Now, 
it was tough to figure all that out and, and try to work through all the penalties. And the 10% would have been absolutely destroying in terms of trying to figure out and pay for everything that happened. So it's pun, it's punitive, right? I mean, that's a big number. So you think, well, why is it coming now? Going to go back to my previous point, government's out of money. So they're shaking the money tree and trying to figure out, well, how do we get more revenue into this joint because we desperately need it? One way of doing it is by upping something that they can collect pretty easily because they can take your stuff away if you don't pay it. And that is the income tax interest rate. Although it is worth noting, without trying to show too much sympathy for the government, that if you're not paying your taxes, they got to borrow money to cover the spread. So their interest rates for borrowing money are also going up. Sure, but not not by 10%. No, absolutely. No, it is. I mean, 10%, that's like getting into credit card territory. So Brampton Food Banks are banning international students from using their services, which sounds harsh, but this is on the premise that if you're an international student, you're supposed to prove that you can support yourself. I fully encourage people not to go with only the headline on this and express outrage. You got to dig below and you have to understand that some of these students are being told on YouTube, on TikTok, that the way to get ahead in Canada, if you're feeling the pinch, is by going to food banks. And and the students know when they apply for the visas and when they apply for their international student papers to come over that they have to show that they can support themselves that's one of the fundamental tenets of being able to come and study in this country and i had to do the same when i studied in england as well how to prove the fact that i could support myself for a year so i can't blame this i can't blame the food bank for for doing this i know it seems harsh but we are now in a world of scarcity and scarcity is going to cause some really difficult decisions and this is one of them a Canadian study establishes about one third of people in the world may be at risk of smartphone addiction. Now, I know you recently had a, a smartphone accident, so perhaps you don't even have an, an opportunity be, to be addicted. I'm so addicted. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, you know, like water is wet. Let's have a poll on that. I mean, of course I'm addicted. I don't mean to, to laugh about it, but it's the first thing I look at in the morning, right? It's, it's what I use when I pray at night. I have an app on my phone. It's, these are the things that I do with my smartphone. Is it an addiction? Is it a good tool? Uh, you know, I don't know. I spend a lot of time with it, though. Yeah, you know what? Ever since Twitter started to go south, I'm spending less and less time on social media. And so I have a book at my side on a regular basis. And I always remember, actually, I was scrolling through Facebook and I got to a meme that said, if you have time for Facebook, you have time to go to the gym. And I thought, oh. OK, you're right. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Well, now I feel guilty. Thanks for that, John. Oh, Boy, okay. aren't you good? <laughs> okay, what do you make? Uh, I think we sent you the factum, as my friend John Wright would say, about uh, stereotypes of Canadians that Canadians hate. And that we say A a lot is number one, but mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, love hockey is number two, but it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Love Tim Horton, speak French, love maple syrup, can ice skate and say sorry a lot. I, they're stereotypes, but you know what? Sometimes stereotypes are just a matter of identifying characteristics. And aren't they nice ones, though? Yeah. It's not like uh, they're a jerk. Uh, they're arrogant. Uh, they don't care about other people. I mean, I'd rather have the stereotypes that are mentioned in the article than ones that you could get labeled with if you come from another country. It's not that bad, Canada. I, uh, 
I uh, embrace embrace what we think we are or what other people think we are, and, and especially if they think we're nice. Like, that's an advantage. Yeah, and, you know, it's so funny that we complain about stereotypes, but I always remember I was abroad and I went to a celebration of some event, and they had flown two RCMP officers in who were standing there in their full scarlets. And I thought, if we're tired of all of these, you know, the, we're beavers and the musical ride, then let's stop feeding it. Well, exactly. I mean, we've been known for... For 100 years that we're nice people and all of those stereotypes kind of are around that same theme right we're we're harmless we're nice and that's okay that's okay i'm sorry eh? yeah thanks a lot good to have you sorry <laughs> bye that's lisa rate former federal cabinet minister on the morning brief this morning